This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Robert and Rory Barlow, who is the editor of Football Espana. We've got analysis for week 27 coming up. But ahead of that, Rory, as a Scot living in <laughs> Spain, are you keeping your head down this morning or is the saltire flying high? Well, it's uh, slightly frustrating that I am stuck inside today because it's a glorious sunny day. I would love to be out on a terrace, sipping on my beer and just lauding in uh the victory and, and the celebrations although yeah I, I i feel like it's the sort of thing where spain have lost this and they probably don't care too much but scotland really care <laughs> um but certainly in the bar i was in it was uh pretty loud for for the scottish scottish victory last night and uh, we were just talking before we started to record you suggested you know deserved to a certain extent yes spain had a lot of the ball they always do but you guys took your chances and, and spain didn't not that they had lots and lots and lots of chances. You defended well. Yeah, they had a couple couple chances in the first half through Hosselu, who who's the big target man. But outside of that, they, they really didn't have much, to be honest. And I think that was, yeah, as we were talking about just before we went on air, the, it was so bizarrely comfortable. And it felt, almost felt sort of unnatural that Scotland were comfortable in a game like this, or comfortable holding on to any lead, let alone against Spain. But... But yeah, they really kind of saw Spain off in that second half. And uh, once they got the second goal, it it was only the only kind of source of doubt was the fact that it was Scotland from my sort of personal perspective, rather than the fact that Spain were causing trouble. So, so yes, uh, more power to Steve Clark and his men. And uh, hopefully they can kind of continue that going forward. And yeah, the, the criticism, I think just because it's De La Fuente's second game in charge, He's going to get enough of a pass, but uh, he if there's something similar happens again in the Nations League in the final four, then he's in, in trouble already almost. Interesting. Um, Spain, incidentally, plus 800 for Euro 2024. Glory with Bet Rivers. Scotland, plus 20,000. Stranger <laughs> things have happened when it, comes, a Euro. <laughs> when it comes to the European Championships. We've had some big prize winners. Should be interesting. We'll keep across that, of course, with Bet Rivers. Uh, when he comes to the next batch of qualifiers in June. But we are here, obviously, to talk La Liga. Quick recap for you, because there was no games last week. Because of the international break, last show featured El Clasico, Barcelona 1-2-1. Rory got that right, got all of his predictions uh, right. Um, 12 points clear now at the top of the table. This is very much Barcelona's to lose if it wasn't before. They are minus 5,000 to win the title. Real Madrid needed to win that game, didn't they, Rory? 
Yeah, realistically, I think they placed all of their hopes on on it. And Thibaut Courtois, after the game, came out and said, look, we'll try to the end, but we've got to be honest here. This is going to be pretty tricky in 12 points in 12 games. I think if this was a perhaps even a different league season, a different Barcelona, perhaps you'd have a little bit more faith in, in their potentially being a title race down the line. But this is a Barcelona side that hasn't really been playing well for the best part of um, a month or two and still continues to win regardless of, of how they play. So, so yeah, I think it does appear to be done now. And, uh, and yeah, it's on to kind of the European race and the relegation battle for the excitement in La Liga. Uh, as we mentioned, Rory went five from five a fortnight ago. No pressure then to follow that up with more winning <laughs> selections. This time around, we've got five picks once more. All 10 games streamed live on the Bet Rivers app, Friday through until Monday finish for this round of fixtures. We're going to kick off Saturday afternoon, 8 a.m. Eastern, Girona Espanyol, Girona minus 110, Espanyol plus 335, the draw is plus 255, over and unders here, over two and a half goals plus 107, under minus 130. Now, three teams have got a league high of 58% of their games going over two and a half goals. One is Real Madrid, the other two are Girona and Espanyol, who handily meets, as I've just said, at a Stade Montalivi. And we're going for overs in this one, Rory. Yes, we are over 2.5 at plus 107, as you mentioned. That's a, that's a really terrific stat you've highlighted there, Dan, it has to be said. And if anything, as I was kind of saying with Scotland, my, my main source of doubt here just comes from the fact that it almost looks too obvious, the fact that Girona and Espanyol would go over two and a half. Uh, Espanyol, we know that they have issues defending. They've conceded nine in their last three uh, they're a team that are more than consistent. They're sort of consistently inconsistent in the sense that you just don't know what you're going to get. You know that they do have goals in them. They've got Hosselu, who who scored a brace on his Spain debut and managed to hit the post against Scotland, but couldn't quite sort of uh, yeah break the deadlock. Martin Brathwaite is also in form for them, so they do have goals. They do have response. They've got fighting spirit, but so far, consistently throughout the season, we've seen that they cannot keep clean sheets. Um, and we know that Girona, they're one of the more exa- exciting attacking teams in La Liga. There's only three teams that have scored more than them. There's only four that have conceded less. That's a, it's my favourite stat of the league almost. And their games do average the most goals in La Liga. I think with Girona, the I, I was at their game sort of before the before the international break. It was a two-two draw with Rayo, and you can see that this is a team that has the talent and it has the skill to break any team down. Particularly, I want to highlight Viktor Sigankov if you're looking at kind of more individual players. He's got three goals and three assists in his last five games. He's he's only played seven. He only arrived in January. And he's really starting to hit form. The way they look for him, the way that when he gets the ball, Tati Castellanos ahead of him starts running. The, the other kind of players, midfielders, start moving for him because they know he's got the talent to pick them out. And, and just the, the casualness with which he finished his two goals against Rayo in that game... Rayo were kind of dominating and, and were ahead. They were 2-2-1 up at one stage and, well, they're 2-0 up at one stage and, and Sigankov just kind of swept home the equaliser on the volley. Didn't really seem to almost think about it and you you get the sense that he's almost playing, it's not some kind of an arrogance, but it's an acceptance that he knows he's got the ability to decide games. And so, yeah, I look at a Girona side that are missing Alex Garcia, who, who's one of their better sort of creative talents and one of the better talents in the league at creating chances. But it's a side that still has plenty of offensive creativity against that Espanol defence. I just think there's going to be goals. My kind of, I was 
switching between kind of Girona Espanyol over two and a half or kind of Girona just at home to win this one. But yeah, I think Espanyol, as they always do, will put up a fight. It's off the back of an international break, so you've got a slight degree of added uncertainty. But but yeah, I do see goals in this one, it has to be said, Dan. Over over two and a half plus one oh seven was was the pick. Yeah, it's an obvious one, but it's a good one. All the metrics point to goals in in this game. There's no doubt about it. Sigankov plus 750 to score first, plus 325 to score at any time. Hosselu, who marked his Spanish debut, as Rory was saying, with those two goals against Norway, plus 540 to get the first and plus 205 to score at any time. Let's move on to Athletic Club against Getafe. This is again Saturday, 4.15 local, 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, Athletic Club minus 162, the favourites. Getafe plus 575, big price for a side that hasn't been beaten that often recently. Draw plus 270, over and under here at two and a half goals. He's plus 148, overs minus 186, under. So not expecting too many goals in this one. It's an interesting selection from you here, Rory, because I didn't think you were going to go this way for this game, simply because Athletic Club have got that copper game in uh, midweek, um, their focus for me might be on that. The one down to Osasuna after the first leg of the semi-final, but you still think that they are going to win this game? Yeah, I've, I do. I think I've gone Athletic plus over one point five goals against Satafe here. That comes back at plus one ten, and and there's a reason it's kind of plus odds. It's because yeah, that perhaps it's not the most obvious selection, but. I just think Athletic have had a break. They've managed to, both of these teams have come off kind of morale-boosting wins. The bad leads were beaten 3-1 by Athletic in a game that was refreshing, I think, for, for the Basque side, just because there was very little drama about it. They dominated the game, they scored goals, they took their chances, and, and they didn't really give Valladolid a look-in. Now, the part of that's due to, due to Valladolid, and we'll come on to them a little bit later in the show. But this, yeah, they're coming up against a Tafe side that got a 2-0 win over Sevilla at home as well. Really big in the relegation battle. But ultimately, I look at Athletic and they tend to be pretty flip-floppy at home. So they've won six, they've drawn two, and they've lost five. I just think they're closer to winning this game than they are to losing it. Once Tafe do go behind, I think they struggle to really keep up with teams, to be perfectly honest. I mean... We've seen when they go ahead at home against Girona, for example, they managed to keep themselves ahead. They won that match 3-2 against Sevilla. They won that 2-0. Once the game's kind of level, they really they do have a sort of decent shot. But 10 points from, from 12 games away from home, I, I just think that Athletic are likely to get ahead in this game. And then once they do, things will open up. I think there's going to be momentum. As much as the focus will be on that proper game, I think, the fans who who are kind of conscious of their role at Athletic in the in Bilbao and in the Basque Country, and I think Athletic themselves will be aware that this is quite an important game to build up momentum. Because if you don't win this, if you go into that Osasuna game with more doubts, with a, a defeat or a draw, and you and you again sort of highlight those goal scoring issues. I think there'll be quite a lot of sort of unrest ahead of that copper tie. So I think they'll really attack this game. They'll come out the blocks pretty fast. And ultimately, Athletic are a better team than Hatafe. The only sort of caveat to to this kind of analysis and to this um, prediction, in, in a sense, is that Enes now plays for Hatafe, and he's the one goal scorer between these two teams. Yeah, we have talked about him previously, haven't we? 13 goals this season, just two off 
Lewandowski when it comes to the race with a golden boot. He's 6.50 to score first, plus 3.10 to score at any time. Didn't score for Turkey, I noted, in two uh, Euro qualifiers, but he is a player that potentially you can side with here. I mean, just, just back on Athletic Club and this, the the, um, the Copper Games, I mean, we can get bogged down with thinking that, that, you know, teams are focusing on one thing or the other. Ultimately, they want to win every single game. I mean, they are short price favourites here to win at minus 162. And I think we've got that we, we've got Osasuna wrong an awful lot because we've believed that maybe they not necessarily are downing tools, but uh, are not taking their league game seriously mm-hmm. ahead of a cup of game. And sometimes you, you can, you know, look too much into uh, a cup game coming up in a few days' time. Yeah, I think the fact that it's Saturday to Wednesday as well, it's not it's not the quicker kind of turnaround on the Tuesday. So you do have sort of, they'll have a rest day, they'll have a day of training, then they'll have kind of a day to prepare as well. So I think it's that sort of slightly less quick turnaround also plays a part. This is an earlier game on the, on the Saturday as well. So I think there'll be enough. And as we say, they're just coming off an international break. It's not too many athletic players have been called up. You've got Nico Williams was away. You've got Inigo Martinez, but neither of those players played um, significant minutes in both games. So, so yeah, I don't think it's an athletic side that will be too distracted by the, by the Copa del Rey game. I think that's obviously their priority, but ultimately they're still only kind of three or four points away from getting themselves back into this European race. And, and as I say, I think Valverde is a very astute manager. He knows much more about kind of necessarily he's, he's a tactically very astute manager as well let's not be a bit of bush i mean he's won league titles with barcelona by a significant amount of points but he knows specifically about how to handle the morale and the mentality of players very well and so i think yeah he will set set his players a challenge and say this is a taffy at home we've got to go out and beat them frankly <laughs> and there's just no excuse for this um and so i think yeah they'll set up to go out and win this game and i i see them doing it to be perfectly honest so yeah as i was saying uh, plus 110 was the pick at over 1.5 goals and a home win. Elche, Barcelona next for us Saturday. Late kickoff in Spain, 9 o'clock, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Barcelona minus 278. Elche plus 850. Not quite the biggest price on the weekend slate in Spain. We'll get to that game shortly. Um, obviously, when we're talking Copa del Rey, Barcelona in action against Real Madrid in midweek, second leg of the Copa. El Clasico, um, I made it seven players away on international duty, at least at senior level. There could have been some under-21s uh, as well. Uh, do, do they rest players this weekend at Elche? I mean, the, the league title looks pretty much in the bag, as as we've said. Do you see much rotation for Barcelona against the bottom side? Yeah, I do see them rotating, to be honest, perfect uh, here. But I think I can see Lewandowski starting. And I think that's that's obviously changes the way that Barcelona play significantly. Without him, they don't really have that sort of strong number nine up front. He's been panned in the Polish media for for his poor performance for Poland, really in the qualifiers as well. And I think again, as we were saying, kind of before the before the break, this is a guy that needs confidence, really he needs goals. And so I think Xavi will start him with that in mind. He'll try and get him scoring again. You got Rafinha coming off Brazil duty, so maybe you start Ferran Torres, who's been at home resting for a couple of weeks. But Ferran Torres, when he has started, particularly on the right, has been very good um, in in recent weeks. Even if he hasn't necessarily impacted the goal score uh, or the score sheet, sorry. Ansu Fati has his father has just come out and uh, 
come out with a bombato and uh, kind of in the in the last night on the radio in the Spanish radio he came out and said it's not good enough we deserve more I'm, I'm not happy with the amount of minutes that Ansu's having and that he'll be kind of discussing it with Jorge Mendes his agent and stuff and so that's not ideal I wonder whether that kind of puts the pressure on Xavi to start him in this game I could see them going 4-3-3 anyway ultimately this is Elche who have just sacked their third permanent manager of the season they've just appointed their sixth manager, if you include the caretakers in charge, Sebastian Beccasese, which I'm assur- assured that is how it's pronounced. I'm, I'm glad you went for that. I've got it down on my notes, but I thought I'll leave it to you. Yeah, Beccasese, he's a, he's a manager I quite like, Argentine guy. He's come off kind of uh, a couple of decent um, seasons in Argentina and a couple of not so good ones as well. But ultimately, this is an appointment for next season, I think. What does he need from this game? A result? Not really. He just needs the performance to show that the players are committed and so, yeah, I think Barca will have too much. I've gone Barca under 3.5 goals, plus 102. That comes back at. Um, I think this will be a tough game. It'll be a tight game for Barcelona. Ultimately, I see them getting the job done against an Elche side that just has too many flaws for me to back them here. Yeah, that seems to be the way with Barcelona. We've talked about it a lot. It's, it's an under three and a half and a win. 11 of their 13 well matches in the league this season have copped if you've been playing them. The last eight have been under three and a half goals as well. Lewandowski hasn't scored in his last five for club and country. Just looking back through the stats, the last time he did that was 2016 and the vast majority of those games were for Poland rather than his then club uh, Bayern Munich. And obviously there's a couple of Polish matches uh, mixed in with his current run as he didn't score against the Czech Republic or Albania. But it be interesting to see uh, what happens. But yeah, Barcelona and unders, under three and a half, we're going here, uh, plus 102. Celta Vigo, Almeria next for us. Um, Celta have been kind to us. Rory, you've been predicting their games an awfully lot, right an awfully lot uh, this season. They've won their last two. They're a side on the up here. They're minus 159. Uh, with Almeria plus 460, draw plus 300. This is Sunday, 2 o'clock, local, 8 a.m. Uh, Eastern. And again, you are siding with Celta Vigo here. Yeah, again, this is kind of the Girona Espanol trap of, is this slightly too obvious? But based on the two sides that I've been watching, it's just hard to avoid this pick. I've gone Celta plus over 1.5 goals at minus 108. They've scored nine in their last four games. It's three wins in their last four for Celta. And they face the bottom side in terms of away form this league season. They've only got three points away from home, Almeria. They've conceded 27 in, I think it's the 12 games they've played away. It's just it's just a... I mean, we've, we're talking about one of the form teams in La Liga here. They're fourth, I think it is, or or maybe even third since um, Christmas. Celta are playing really well. They kind of did away with Espanyol um, before the break. Gabri Vega put one in the top corner. Iago Aspas, as much as... He wasn't on form for Spain. Has been very good for Celta. That that kind of pairing, I I just see them having too much for an Almeria side. That I I think they probably saved Ruby's job just before the break. They got a ninety fifth minute penalty against Cadiz at home to draw one one. I think if they lose that game, Ruby's very much in danger of losing his job. They sit eighteenth and. The form, the direction of their play, El Bilal Toure, who's kind of one of their kind of two or three main strikers, is out until the end of the season. I just think all signs really point to Celta here. And Almeria would have to do sort of or put in a performance that we've not seen from them away from home all season. And do I see that coming at Balaidos, at a team on the up, who, who are not even that far off the European race themselves? I just don't, to be honest. And so, yeah, I've gone Celta 
plus over 1.5 goals again here, minus 108. Incidentally, Almeria minus 112 to be relegated. They're favourites at the moment because um, Bet Rivers aren't pricing up Elche, who have pretty much gone. <laughs> um, so they're sort of second favourites technically, but of the teams that they've priced up, they're minus 112. All the other teams involved in that relegation uh, battle are plus money. Vidalia plus 150, Cadiz. Uh, plus 175 Espanol, plus 250. Check the Bet Rivers uh, website and the app for the latest relegation uh, markets. And just for those who like Gabriel Vega and Iago Aspas, prices for you to score first and at any time, plus 650 Gabriel Vega and, uh, to score first, plus 260 anytime. And for Iago Aspas, plus 300 and plus 102, respectively, 21 goals between. I don't think that Gabriel Vega played for the under 21, didn't I? I, I had a quick check and I don't think that he played for Spain under-21s, but um, you might have to triple-check that one, uh, Ponsers, to see if he was on the score sheet uh, for the junior side. One more uh, game to preview for us that Rory's got to pick in. In Israel, Madrid, they are very sure, minus 480, shortest mm-hmm. price on the weekend slate via the lid, therefore the biggest at plus 1,200, draw plus 650 here, over and under, two and a half goals. Overs is still minus 122, which um, might appeal to some. Uh, under is plus 100. Um, I made it nine players. Just checking one or two websites Real Madrid had on international duty. Again, they've got that uh, Classico coming up in the Copa del Rey in midweek. Uh, do they rest? How do they approach this one? Is their focus, as we sort of hinted before, now on Champions League and secondary Copa del Rey? I mean, if they finish with those two cups, I guess Carlo Ancelotti will call it a successful season, even if they were way off the pace in La Liga, how do they approach this game, Roy? That is very much the Real Madrid way is to uh, finish about 15 points behind Barcelona and then win the Champions League just to ruin Barcelona's <laughs> season, to be honest. Um, I think Real Madrid's, yeah, I, I I see them as comfortable winners here, to be honest. Wherever they kind of run up the goals, I don't know. I think they will rest. They are they will prioritise the Copa return tie, I think, very much so. And they do have that kind of international FIFA virus as they call it in Spain, coming back. But the fact that the pressure is off here against Valladolid, I think works very much in Real Madrid's favour because they know the league's done. So there's not quite so much tense or tension around the Bernabeu for this game, I don't think. And I think that works in Real Madrid's favour. Whereas Valladolid, this is a side that they've just scored eight goals away from home. They are 17th in the away from home table as well. I think it's a side that, I quite like in the sense that they've got a couple of really good midfielders. They've got Pacheta, who's, who's one of my favourite managers in La Liga, and I think he's really good at motivating his side. But in recent weeks, we've really kind of seen how that lack of a... I mean, Carol Laren's come in and he's scored quite a few goals for them, but unless he scores, they really kind of struggle. And I just I don't see them scoring at the burnabout here. I've gone Real Madrid to win to nil. That comes back at minus 118. I mean, and the yeah. stats are against that to a certain extent because Real Madrid generally concede at home, don't they? Just looking at some mm. of the numbers, only two clean sheets in their last 12. But as you've hinted up here, it's not necessarily what Real Madrid do, it's what Valladolid can't do. Yeah, and as well, I think if we look at Real Madrid's defending of late, certainly at home, there was an Espanyol game that I also put on kind of uh, to win to nil that didn't come in. But that Hosselu strike was an absolute thunderbolt into the top corner. And even though there's always one or two gaps in the Real Madrid defence, regardless of what's going on, I, I don't really see there being enough gaps. Hosselu is a different quality of forward to Larin, in, in my view, despite Larin's good good form of late. 
And uh, and yeah, I just think this will be a, a Real Madrid kind of stroll to a victory. I mean, Vardy will do their best to make it difficult. And they're a well-organized, highly motivated team. But do they have the quality to make Real Madrid pay? I'm not sure they do in the same way that, that some other teams that will go to the Bernabeu do have. Yeah, and they've got four clean sheets in their last seven across all competitions, including keeping Liverpool out. So they have been better recently. I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, Okay, that wraps up uh, all the picks. Let's just recap all those selections for our listeners. We kick off with a selection on uh, Saturday, Girona Espanyol. This probably is better the weekend for me because it's plus money over two and a half goals for two teams that do score goals. And the stats suggest that plus 107. Um, Athletic Club Getafe, we've gone for Athletic to win over one and a half goals at plus 110. Barcelona and under three and a half goals in their game against Elche plus 102. Uh, And Celta Vigo against Almeria, we like Celta to win and over one and a half goals minus one away. And for the final game, and we forgot the kickoff time for Listeners here, I'm sure they're across it anyway, but it's 4.15 local, 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Rory, just remind everyone of the Real Madrid pick. Real Madrid to win to nil against Fire League, and that comes back at minus 118. Good stuff. We are climbing up the handicappers table after Rory's terrific uh, selections uh, a fortnight ago. We are hopeful and expectant of more Rory has promised us to get us into the green by the end of the season. And we've still got a good few weeks uh, to come. Rory, thanks for your company today. Pleasure as always, Dan. And that wraps up Betting Weekly La Liga uh, edition. We're back in seven days uh, or so for a preview of week 28. Please join us then and stay across all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.